It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Friday, November 10th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitkins will have an opportunity to share concerns about the future of home health in a town hall next week. The Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium, or SEARCH, announced earlier this year that it would be closing its home health department in September. Home health provided a number of services to Sitkins, including physical and and occupational therapy, and end-of-life care in the home. Search maintains that it's just the administrative structure of the department that's being eliminated, and it will continue to provide the same services through other departments. But some Sitkins remain concerned about what the change could mean for patients. The Sitka Women's Club is hosting a facilitated listening session on November 15th at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Martina Kurzer is a board member and though thought they could provide a platform for discussion. Kurzer says it's important that the facilitated event provides a space where everyone can be heard. We, we did not want to have something like a search bashing. We really want to this to be neutral ground so that we can listen where they're coming from and they can listen to everything that comes up in the community by people who have been there or who have been caregivers or are caregivers. And uh, and there are so many different questions. Kurzer says the community deserves more clarity around the future of home health options. I think search owes that to the community to be open and we are actually asking for a little more transparency in this whole process. Kurzer says representatives from search were invited to participate in the event, including CEO Charles Clement and Chief Medical Officer Dr. Elliot Brule. KCAW reached out to search on Wednesday to confirm whether a representative would be attending the event, but did not receive a response by press time on Thursday. A record number of cruise ship passengers visited Juneau this year. It meant a busier downtown and more complaints from locals. As KTOO's Katie Anastas reports, even local business owners say it was hard to keep up. A record 1.64 million cruise ship passengers visited Juneau this year. Alexandra Pierce is Juneau's tourism manager. That is about 40% growth from last season, and about 30% growth from our previous busiest year ever, which was 2019. Pierce says that while this year's number may have felt surprising, it's in keeping with pre-pandemic predictions. In 2019, passenger numbers were expected to keep growing steadily year over year. And then the pandemic hit. We took a few years off, and all of the people that were projected to be here for 2023 came, but we didn't ramp up into that. Pierce says more tourists meant more complaints from residents this year. Downtown Juneau felt busier than ever, and not just because the sheer number of visitors was up. Another reason was the lack of tour bus trips to the Mendenhall Glacier. Tour operators sold out halfway through the season, which meant more tourists stayed downtown. Pierce says business owners had mixed feelings about the increased foot traffic. We heard from business owners that they were doing well financially. We also heard from some business owners and people who have been in the industry for a long time that this kind of feels like Juno's capacity and we're not sure that we want to see the industry grow anymore. 
Kyle Sage works at Mount Juno Trading Post, which sells handmade drums and ivory carvings, along with souvenir jewelry. He says he sometimes ran out of certain items this season. It was intense. Um, at times it was shoulder to shoulder in the, in the shop. Sage says he usually reorders merchandise once each season. This year was different. Normally I'd do one reorder. Um, this summer I was calling reps, I think I called them two or three times at least, <laughs> to, to try and stay ahead of the game, right? Um, and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. <laughs> I think I'm still waiting on orders I ordered in like August, September. He's already thinking about next year. He usually orders the bulk of his merchandise in January or February so it can arrive in April. But they're moving the boats forward, I think, next summer, our first boats, like April 8th. Um, so I'll be looking to get a March delivery. Um, so that means I should be doing my orders relatively soon. Further down Franklin Street, Tunke Asener runs Pandora's Box, which sells colorful Turkish lamps, jewelry, and leather goods. He plans to keep the store open year-round, and he thinks the busy tourist season may have kept locals away this summer. Local people, they don't want to come to mostly summertime because it's so busy, because of the too many tourists, that's why. Uh, I would be very happy uh, to see my local people in my show. Next year's season will be Juno's first with a limit of five large ships per day. Pierce thinks Tuesdays in particular will feel less hectic. Our busiest Tuesdays this summer were about 21,000 passengers, which is a shocking number of people. Our busiest Tuesdays next summer will be about 17,000, so still heavy days, but um, it'll reduce the maybe fever pitch that, that we saw in some of the busiest days this year. Next year's season will also be a couple of weeks longer. The first ship is scheduled for April 8th, and the last is scheduled for October 24th. But Pierce says bigger ships and ships with fewer empty beds have contributed more to growth than longer shoulder seasons have. The city will spend the next few weeks surveying Juno residents about the season. Pierce says those results, along with results of a visitor survey, will be ready for review by the Juno Assembly in early December. In Juno, I'm Katie Anastas. The wolf trapping season on Prince of Wales Island has been limited to one month in recent years. The Alaska Department of Fish and Game recently announced that the upcoming season would be the same. And it has left some residents who hunt the island's deer population to ask, what about us? KRBD's Jack Darrell reports. A 2019 study said that wolves on Prince of Wales Island are more inbred than previously thought. Why is this a problem? Tom Schumacher is the regional supervisor for the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. He invoked Isle Royal to explain it at a wolf harvest meeting in Craig on October 24th. I think if you look around online, you can probably also find photographs of wolves with some pretty severe spinal deformities that were from Isle Royal. And there's only one thing that explains that, and that's inbreeding. Isle Royal is an island in Lake Superior. It has a famously unstable population of wolves that at one point dwindled to two partially because of severe inbreeding. It's a cautionary tale here in Alexander Archipelago. In 2019, fishing games switched from managing wolf hunting on a quota basis to openings. At the time, fishing games said tracking the number of wolves killed was proving too difficult to manage. They moved to 31-day openings the last three hunting seasons, starting November 15th. 
Schumacher says the month-long season is an attempt to preserve more wolves than federally mandated. The thought being that hunters might be eliminating too many wolf genes from the island's pool. If we ignore something like that and something bad happens, then we don't, we're not being responsible. So knowing this stuff and being responsible matters, we need to take some measures to, I guess, learn more about it and manage accordingly until we know more. The estimated population ahead of this year's season is 259, which Schumacher says is right in the desired range. The condensed nature of wolf trapping season on the island has added to an already pretty controversial debate. So are you going to raise wolf and sacrifice the deer? Uh, you know, because that's a subsistence resource that's probably the most important on this island. But I, I realize it's a difficult situation. That's Mike DeVille, a Craig resident and member of CRAC, the Southeast Alaska Subsistence Regional Advisory Council. He says he's worried that preserving this many wolves means open season on the deer population, an important source of meat for island residents and wolves alike. Sam Sawyer, another island resident, expresses concern that management organizations like Fish and Game focus too many resources on the wolf population. Who's looking out for the deer population in all of this? It seems like the wolves are always the number one priority, but the deer never are. I just don't understand that. Schumacher recognizes the concern. It's not a perfect situation, I'll give you that. But the problem, he says, it isn't the deer. At this point, we believe we have a more urgent issue with wolves. Scientists are worried about inbreeding, which can lead to less fertility and survival. Right now, Schumacher will call it an issue, but not yet a problem. We don't know that we have a problem here. These wolves have been here for a long time. But we've got some red flags, and we need to recognize those and manage accordingly. Schumacher says managers need better data and research. The State Department currently tracks wolf abundance using hairboards. They're contraptions made of wood and barbed wire that are scented with trapping lure. The idea is the wolves will roll in it and leave behind hair to be sampled. And it works. Sort of. There's a group of wolves that won't roll on them that potentially have a problem with sampling. Like if you say all three-year-old females never roll on hairboard, then those animals are invisible to the sampling technique. He says the department is bringing in graduate students to try other methods of tracking the number of wolves on the island, like trail cameras, and interestingly, scat-detecting dogs. But what does everybody do? Everybody poops. So it's something that we're going to look at using scat-detecting dogs. And you can collect DNA from the animal that left the poop. Schumacher says that if inbreeding turns out to be a big problem on Prince of Wales, then they may have to bring in wolves from the mainland to interbreed. But this should be thought of as a last resort. He says that if things go as anticipated, trappers on the island will still be able to harvest 75 to 85 wolves this season. In Ketchikan, I'm Jack Darrell. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News.